What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info so thanks for listening to the podcast if you can donate that would be much appreciated and let's get on to the show when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. I will be bringing back the video podcasts, uh, some people call them vodcasts. Um, I'm just getting my new cave set up, and I wanted to bring you guys this podcast today, so I should be getting it set up uh, this weekend and start to be able to bring you those vodcasts back. Anyway, so... Today's story revolves around a patient that a psychiatrist wrote about uh, who stated, I've been abducted by aliens. And her presenting symptoms were that a Mrs. S, a Miss S, is afraid to sleep at night because that's when the aliens come. Is she psychotic or do her nocturnal experiences have another cause? So this is the case. She says, I'm not crazy. That's her quotes. So Mrs. S, or Miss S, age 55, presents for treatment because she is feeling depressed and anxious. Her symptoms include decreased concentration, intermittent irritability, hoarding, and difficulty starting tasks and completing tasks. She also has chronic sleep difficulties that often keep her awake until dawn. Now this is from, this is an article from MD Edge Psychiatry, and, uh, this is written by a psychiatrist, these are psychiatrist notes. He states, she has fatigue, lack of focus, poor comprehension, and motivation that have left her unemployed. She and her teenage daughter live with Miss S's elderly mother, and she feels tremendous guilt because she cannot be the mother uh, that her daughter wants her to be. So initially, the doctor gives her some sertraline, and tries to improve her mood. However, her inability to stay organized results in her being let go from job training. She reports similar difficulties in school as a child, and the psychiatrist determines that she meets the criteria for ADHD. So he adds an ADHD medication to her um, to hopefully help her with her concentration and completing tasks. He states that it also reduced impulsivity that she had that disrupted her relationships. 
Despite a strong desire to normalize her sleep schedule, Miss S continues to have difficulty falling asleep. So he adds some melatonin, and he says her sleep pattern improved, but it's still variable. They also tried ketiapine at bedtime, but discontinues it due to her intolerance to it. However, as their rapport continues, he states that she reveals to him that she's had multiple alien encounters since the beginning since the age of three. Although she's not had an alien experience for about five years when she was 55, she does not feel safe sleeping at night and instead sleeps during the day. Her efforts to stay awake at night strain her relationship with her mother. <clears throat> so this is really interesting. We're going to get into a deeper part of her alien abduction in just a second. But the psychiatrist did a little bit of digging, and he found that approximately 1% of the U.S. population reports alien abduction experiences, which is an umbrella term for alleged contact with aliens ranging from sightings to actual abductions. Patients rarely report alien encounters to mental health professionals due to fear of being ostracized or not believed. Uh, in our society, claiming to be an abductee implies that one might be insane. Uh, a survey of 398 Canadian students that assessed attitudes, beliefs, and experiences regarding alien abductions found that 79% of them believed that they would have mostly negative consequences if they claimed to have encountered aliens. Now, if we go further down, one of the critical points here is that data collected over 17 years from the Minnesota Multiphasic Personality Inventory, or the MMPI, Scores of 225 people who reported alien encounters revealed common personality traits. These personality traits are high levels of psychic energy, interestingly enough. Self-sufficiency, they feel very self-sufficient. <coughs> Sorry. Resourcefulness, a tendency to question authority and to be exposed to situational conflicts. I feel... I feel like I have that a lot, and you probably feel like that too. You probably feel very resourceful. You probably feel very self-sufficient, and a lot of us tend to question authority. Um, because, let's face it, when aliens try to abduct you, you know, whether or not, whether or not I was ever abducted, I, you know, I feel like there's, you know, definitely an ability to question authority, especially when authority was never given to these aliens, or at least not by us, maybe by the, by the government themselves. Um, some other common characteristics that they found included above-average intelligence, assertiveness, a tendency to be reserved and absorbed in thought, and a tendency towards defensiveness, but no overt psychopathology. So they're not, you know, they're not psychopaths. They're just, <clears throat> they have a tendency to be defensive. Uh, she revealed, Miss S revealed her alien experiences and um, they started working on ways to cope with them. But here are her experiences. She started to elaborate on her alien experiences. Miss S related, related that uh, one particularly terrifying example from her teen years, she was laying awake in bed, looking at the ceiling, where she saw a jeweled spider with a drill. Really weird. As the spider descended from the ceiling and spread its legs, she recalled a noise like a dentist drill. See, this sounds like it's an alien uh, device that's going to drill into her nose or drill into her brain or something like that. As the spider neared her face, it drew larger and larger. 
Terrified, Miss S was unable to scream or help, uh, scream for help or move anything except her eyes as the spider clamped its legs around her head and bored into her skull. She reported that although she could feel the drill go in, it wasn't painful, interestingly enough. See, these aliens, they can kind of give you the whammy and just make you not feel anything, or they have some sort of technology that blocks your pain receptors. Other experiences that she reported were giving birth, undergoing examinations or probes, and communicating with aliens. Giving birth with the aliens, man, holy smokes. And communicating with the aliens. Although she is very distressed by most memories, she feels she benefited from others. Other memories and experiences, she says. She says, as a child, Mrs. S's math skills improved dramatically after an alien encounter. She believes this was a gift from the aliens, and her memories are as vivid to her as memories of her college graduation. She had been reluctant to discuss these events with anyone outside her family for fear of being perceived as crazy. Miss S. says she was a shy child who had difficulty making friends and she was plagued with fatigue and worried about family members. So, uh, she was plagued with fatigue and worry. So plagued with fatigue and also plagued with worry about her family members. She believed that aliens might attack her sisters and felt obligated to stay awake at night to protect them. Aside from alien experiences, Miss S reports a happy childhood. Now, see, this is this is what I feel. I feel a lot of similarities to her story. Um, you know, I do feel as though I had an abduction encounter, um, and because of that. Um, I was always worried about going to sleep at night, like I needed somebody to be there. Luckily, my dad worked second shift, so guess what? He comes home at 11.30, 12 o'clock, and he stays awake half the night, up till 4, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning. So I felt pretty comfortable. Once he got home, I felt comfortable going to sleep. You know, I could hear his TV on in the other room, in the living room, and I could go to sleep. My room was right next to the living room, just on the other side of the wall, so I felt pretty comfortable with it. Um, she states also that she had always been an avid reader at age eight or nine. She, uh, she started reading a book on alien abduction. She concluded that she had been abducted. Later, she joined a group of professed alien abductees and she felt accepted and validated by this group and has a forum for discussing her experiences without fear of ridicule, ridicule or rejection. She, st she states that she remains frightened by things that remind her of aliens. Although she wrote a summary of her alien experiences, she cannot draw a picture of an alien, and the thoughts or images of the prototypical gray alien trigger panic attacks for her. She also feels somewhat different, nervous, um, and distant to others. This is really interesting. After reviewing some of the uh, alien encounter literature, uh, the psychiatrist considered several diagnosis, diagnoses, including psychosis, seizures, false memory, including sexual abuse and trauma, narcolepsy, and sleep paralysis. A medical workup was done and ruled out a common organic cause of psychosis. Results for her MRI and ECG, her comprehensive metabolic panel, thyroid, CBC, with differential serum, alcohol, urinalysis, drug screen were all normal. Her uh, electroencephalography, 
<laughs> um, revealed abnormal activity when she was drowsy. Um, and occurrences of widely scattered bursts of nonspecific, round, sharply contoured, slow waves in the left frontal region of her uh, brain uh, were apparent. In the absence of any clinical symptoms, um, they, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to diagnose her with, right? So this becomes a little bit challenging for them. Um, you know, they start to look at her sleep. They did a full workup of her sleep, paraly sleep paralysis or sleep issues. There are some uh, hallucinations associated with sleep paralysis, including um, an intruder, an incubus, vestibular motor issues, and other out-of-body experiences, they state, even in actual documented, you know, psychiatry. Um, they talk about out-of-body experiences here. They talk about autoscopy, which is seeing oneself from an external point, which is an out-of-body experience. Um, very interesting, very interesting stuff. So um, there was actually a Harvard University study done of 11 individuals who reported alien abductions and found that all participants experienced, experienced a similar sequence of events. They suspected ab abduction after sleep episodes characterized by awakening, full body paralysis, intense fear, and a feeling of a presence. Several reported tactile and visual sensations, strikingly similar to descriptions of sleep paralysis, including levitating, being touched, and seeing shadowy figures. They sought explanations for what they perceived as possibly anomalous experiences, and they recovered abduction memories in therapy with the help of hypnosis, or spontaneously after reading books and seeing movies, interestingly enough. So this is, this is really interesting because they're going into like actual studies and, and doing a lot of in-depth workup. Um, so going back to Miss S, she reported no daytime sleep attacks, cataplexy or rapid onset of dreaming because of her reported alien abductions um, and they were spread out which the last one occurred five years ago they decided against conducting um, a certain type of sleep study because it would likely be a, a low yield and very costly they reached a diagnosis of sleep paralysis uh, familial type chronic based on an absence of organic or psychiatric function, familiar pattern of sleep disturbances, and a temporal pattern of description of her symptoms. All of her episodes occurred during night or times of quiet restfulness. She usually slept on her back, which may have been a risk factor for sleep paralysis. And they, they list the diag diagnostic criteria for sleep paralysis which includes, you know, the inability to move your limbs upon wakening, which happens to some people. Um, brief episodes of partial or complete skeletal muscle paralysis and episodes of hallucinations or dreamlike mentations. And, and there's more too. It's, it's pretty lengthy. So what's the treatment? What's the treatment they gave to this patient? Well, let's take a look. So an effective treatment required helping her understand that an organic condition 
was the foundation of her experiences. I began by conveying the sleep paralysis diagnosis and my understanding of the occupational and personal consequences that this condition had for her. Now remember, she can't keep a job. She can't keep a job. She can't concentrate. She feels like aliens are abducting her. She can't sleep during the night. She has to stay awake. Does this sound like somebody would have a normal mental illness? Not really. I've worked with plenty of folks that have had mental illness, and I haven't come across people who thought they were alien abducted and, you know, just staying up all night and, you know, being terrified of it. No. there. I did have people that were awake at night and just wanted to be awake when everybody else was asleep because it's an optimal time for creativity. Being awake at night is actually super beneficial for people who are very artistic and creative. The entire city is asleep. Most people are asleep, I should say. The, the amount of brainwave and disruption uh, issues that happen when people are awake are, are, is now diminished. Their brain waves are now at a relaxed state. And everybody in your house is asleep too, so you can, you're able to be super creative. Um, but I never had anybody say that, you know, they felt like they were abducted and they had to stay awake and they were worried about it. Me, on the other hand, that was another story. Um, so he says he reverse, refers Mrs. S to a therapist for psychotherapy. Uh, he feels like she has, um, some PTSD along with the sleep issues of, uh, the paralysis, the sleep paralysis. And then he also states that. Um, as being a therapist, he, he knew that she needed to address her trauma as well. So there was, there was something, something there to be addressed at the same time. And really that's kind of the ending point. There's not a whole lot more to that particular article, but what I thought was fascinating was there's not a lot of articles out there that have anything to do with alien abductions in the documented publications of psychiatry. So I really enjoyed seeing that uh, in in a well-established uh, website, uh, a website that you have to log into, and that's, you know, free from, you know, public interference. These are published by psychiatrists and, and workers in the field. So a lot of people that experience alien encounters, they don't even go to psychiatrists, they don't even go to therapists, they don't tell anybody about it. it just like it says in this article. So when they do a lot of these studies, they find this out and these people have nowhere to turn to except for hypnotic regression therapists. And those folks can work with them to, to open up those memories and then kind of start to process them. But how can you even process them if you don't, if you have that block there, that, that alien block that's not allowing you to even process that? You know, you might have walking anxiety, walking generalized anxiety, just being amongst people or being alone, you know, in, in, or being in a dark place or being on a dark road without any lights on it. And these might have been locations where you were actually abducted. And if that's the case, you won't even know why you're having these panic attacks unless you go to a hypnotic regression therapist to get them out. And then once they're back in your conscious, you can understand, okay, this is why this is happening. What can I, what steps can I take to start to alleviate this? They, they may never go away fully, but 
once you start having those memories back, you can start finding reasons and explanations for why these are happening. Some anxiety and depression is caused by um, biological reasons. Sometimes they're caused by bacteria. Sometimes they're caused by viruses. Sometimes they're caused by traumatic events. Sometimes they're caused by a chemical imbalance. And sometimes they're caused by, by certain events in your life. Um, but sometimes they might be alien encounters that are stuck in your subconscious and you have to get that out in order to deal with it. So anyways, guys, I'm going to let you guys go. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoyed seeing that this was actually published in an actual um, recognized psychiatry uh, website and journal. So, um, you know, keep your hopes up. People are paying attention, especially with the likes of like Dr. Har- uh, Dr. John Mack, who worked for Harvard. Uh, took it very seriously. So anyway, take care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.